You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's supposed to be, you know, for the safety of the players, but uh, I don't get along, you know. Listen, hey, cops and firemen, they got to do some dangerous things at their job. So, um, but if you're going to try to make this safer for everybody, then maybe they ought to just go like they do in a Pro Bowl and play two-handed touch. (laughs) The voice of legendary Chicago Bear Dick Buckus right there as he talked with Mully and Hall. And if you have not heard, it is in fact true. Dick Buckus has passed at the age of 80. According to his family, he's, he's uh, he passed away in his sleep peacefully in his home in Malibu, California. And what we want to do here today, uh, as Gabe Ramirez on 670, the score is give you the opportunity to you know, talk about your memories. Talk about what Dick Buck has meant to you and this city, right? You're talking about a guy that's you know, from the South Side, you know, played his professional, uh, had his professional career here, played professional football here in Chicago and again it's just there's so many people right now that are reaching out talking about Dick Buckus sharing their memories and again we want to give you that very same opportunity 312-644-6767 that is the phone number again Gabe Ramirez here uh, just giving you that opportunity there was a great article today on the Chicago Tribune, and it was written by Fred Mitchell, just a good friend of ours here at 670 to score. And just so well written. But there are a few key things that really stand out in uh, Fred's article. And it was a quote that he got from George McCaskey um, about Dick Buckus himself. And I wanted to read that to you because when you think about Dick Buckus, like literally what is said here is what – the sentiment is of every Chicagoan that's a Bears fan. And, and and it goes as such, Dick was the ultimate Bear. And one of the greatest players in NFL history, he was Chicago's son. George McCaskey said in a statement Thursday, he exuded what our city is about, and not coincidentally, what George Hallis looked for in a player. Toughness, smarts, instincts, passion, leadership. He refused to accept anything less than the best from himself or from his teammates. And when we dedicated the George Hallis statue at our team headquarters, we asked Dick to speak at the ceremony because we know he spoke for Papa Bear. Can't you just sit back for a second and think about Dick Buckus and say to yourself, yeah, toughness, smarts, instincts, passion, leadership. That's what George Hallis looked for in, in players. And it seems that's what we're continue, continuously looking for as members of the Chicago Bears. So, again, I want to open up the phone lines to you. 312-644-6767. Thoughts, memories. What he meant to you. We want to hear that uh, right now. Let's go to the phone line. Let's go to David out in Bloomington. David, big Dick Buckus fan, huh? Yeah, absolutely, man. I just wanted to share. Uh, I was going through my elementary school yearbook a uh, while back, and uh, my fourth grade picture, I've got a Dick Buckus jersey on. Everybody else has on nice shirts and dresses and everything like that, and my, my father sent me to school with the Dick Buckus jersey on that day. <laughs> so I'll um, I'll never forget that or, you know, what he meant for us in the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, when you're thinking about his career, right, David, and you're talking about, you know, what, what we expect to see from a Chicago Bear player, especially on defense, right? Like any, oh, man. any linebacker that comes to Chicago, they rattle off a few names. Mike Singletary, Dick Buckus, we know those. We know what that is. But talk about, you know, the standard that he set for, for the defense for Chicago. Well, it was. It was, you know, there's a famous quote from a from one of the running backs of the Packers was, "I'd rather wrestle a grizzly bear than Dick Buckus," <laughs> and you know, and that's the truth. I mean, he was just so feared. 
you know, by everybody. And, and even if the Bears, even if you beat the Bears, that that was your hardest game of the season, you know, going up there and playing us outside in the cold, you know. And uh, he uh, he made it he made it hard and he fought hard and he played the game with you know just a passion that is just not there today. And uh, the the man stood for a lot, you know, Illinois man raised on the South Side went to U of I. Uh, just got a tremendous amount of respect for him. Most certainly, David. Thanks so much for the call. Appreciate you. And uh, you got to frame that fourth grade picture. Mom will be proud of that thing. She let you go to school, and that, that's awesome. Let's go out to Barry. Barry, when you're talking about Dick Buck, is there, there's a few words uh, that, that can't be used to describe him. One most certainly is legend. Yes. As a young man, as a Gale Sayers fan, Bears fan, Walter Payton fan, Dick Buck is fan. These guys gave a hundred percent. They didn't talk much. They gave a hundred percent. And I love those guys. I love the Bears. I always will. I pray that they can get their act together. Yeah, I mean, I, we all agree with that in the present. Right. I mean, I think and it's because of guys like Dick Buckus and the teams that he was on and the standard that he set. Right. I mean, not only for the defense, but just the team in general and how they should be playing. What do you think is what do you think is something different that you saw in Dick Buckus than you're seeing from, uh, you know, the Bears uh, defense in the present? He played from the heart. He played with his mind and he played with his heart. As hard as he could every play. He wasn't just hanging around looking for a paycheck. He wanted to win. He wanted to hit hard. Ask anybody about it. We always wonder how many helmets he broke. So, yeah, rest in peace. Go ahead. No, no, Barry, continue, please. Well, I just, uh, I don't know what else I could say besides uh, I'm shedding a tear as we speak. Barry, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. And that's how a lot of people are feeling right now uh, when you're talking about a legend like Dick Buckus. And, again, not, not just what he means to the NFL, but to the city of Chicago as a whole. I think, you know, that there are people that you can think of in Chicago sports that you say they are synonymous with the city. They exemplify what that is. Dick Buckus literally synonymous with that hard hat lunch pail mentality that Chicago brings day in and day out. And we're taking your phone calls here. 312-644-6767. Any of your thoughts on Dick Buckus memories, we'd love to hear. And we want to give you that opportunity. We know the bears are playing right now. As a matter of fact, Justin Fields just hit DJ Moore corner of the end zone. Touchdown bears are up seven, nothing right now against the Washington commanders. And maybe there's a little, you know, little, little, little cloud puff hanging over there, giving Justin Fields the juju that he needs. You never know. Well, let's go back out to the phone line. Let's go to Kevin out in Wisconsin. Uh, Kevin, so you have some fond memories of, of Dick Buckus as well. Yes, Gabe. First of all, big fan of yours. I listen to the score. I'm in and out of my car all day long. So every single show, including yours, I've listened to. Um, I'm almost 67 years old. Um, I started watching football and if I lose it here a little bit, I'm sorry. Um, 60 years ago, Butkus and Sayers were, were my first heroes. And this is so hard to take because, excuse me, it reflects on a person's life and all that they go through. And that was sort of the start of my, um, I guess my journey as a, as a Bears fan and a Chicago fan. And as a human being, Kevin, I mean, you said it best and I, 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 him and and Sayers, their numbers are two of my, passwords on, on just about everything and that's just how much that they both meant to me and i just sorry i just wanted to share that no no kevin listen this is the thing right and i think you brought up something you know very profound which is that 
we grow up watching these athletes that represent our favorite teams. And when we're young men or young women and we are latching onto a team for the first time, that icon, that that athlete that defines a, a team yep. is somebody that yep. you stick with. So I, I hear you when you say when he passes, you then think to yourself and look back at your life because Dick Buckus has been around for the majority of yours. Yes. And played an important role as, a, as an icon in that space. And so I a hear you. A massive role. Most Him certainly. and Sears, massive. Talk to me about some games that you watched as a young man, Kevin, where – you know, you thought to yourself, wow, this guy is superhuman, right? Because me, I'm a younger guy. I never really had the opportunity to watch Dick Bucket. So I can't think back to a play. You know, you can you can think back to a Brian Urlacher interception for a touchdown or, you know, taking somebody's head off in the backfield. But with Dick Buckus, yep. you know, what are those for you, you know, being a young man watching him uh, growing up? It was a lot of the highlights. Um, first of all, um, he had his best games, it seems like, against the Detroit Lions and, and Sanders, the tight end. I mean, he killed him. Um, he also, his ability, I remember against the Cleveland Browns, and this is one of those on the highlights where the running back ran off tackle left and he literally lifted him off. The guy jumped to go through the line and he lifted him off the ground and buried him. I mean, this happened so many different times against the Colts. He intercepted the ball back 15 to 20 yards back and, and just started, you know, waving the ball at everybody like, come get me. Um, the guy was um, a dynamo that had the energy level that no one could match. And I noticed that um, on the pregame show, they talked about, um, I can't remember now, our, your, your guy, your expert here for years in Chicago. He said, you know, he was, he, he was, his, he was at his best when he was in his um, career in the middle of the best linebacking group in the NFL. I mean, there were 10 other guys playing along at the same time that from different teams that were, that are in the hall of fame. And for him to be head and shoulders above most of them, that's just hard to believe it sometimes. Um, and um, it's just a shame that his knees sort of slowed what could have been another five, six years um, mm. in Chicago. What was he like? This is my last question for you, Kevin. And I just appreciate, you know, your, your passion and your love for Dick Buckus. What, what was, cause you know, now people are always doing like, things in the city, like charitable, like, you know, like you can, you can connect someone to something like that. Did you ever have an opportunity to be near Dick Buckus? Like, did you, did you ever like meet him at a, at an event or anything like that or get close to that? It's, it's funny. You should say that. Um, I was, um, this is about, I was eight or nine years old and Buckus in the off season was coming to Rockford where I lived, um, for a boys club, um, charity. And it was at the um, Hotel Foss Hotel in Rockford. And my dad took me to him, to, to the event. And, you know, we're sitting there and he's coming in. And he had such unbelievably massive hands. It just it was unbelievable how big. And so we're sitting right next to the, they're just going to do a projector sort of play of his highlights to start the evening out. And the projector, of course, breaks down. Butkus comes down from the podium and my dad is sitting right there who was a pretty good sized guy. He goes to stand up to help him because my dad was in photography. <laughs> Butkus comes over and here's my dad and him fixing the projector within one foot of me. That is incredible. I mean, it was <laughs> unbelievable. A, you're two superheroes, dad and Butkus. And yes, you're like, I can't yes. choose. <laughs> That's yes, great. Yes. Oh, Kevin, thanks for that story, man. I appreciate it, man. That's what we're doing right now. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Just offering the sounding board, right? This is where you come. You got in your car and you put it on 670 to score immediately because you knew that we'd be a safe space for you uh, and in some place that you can listen to some more about Dick Buckus. Uh, let's go out to Frank and Philip Park. Frank, when you think about Dick Buckus, you know, McCaskey said it, right? Chicago's son. But, you know, what do you, in, in your words, what, is he, what did he mean to this city? Uh, he meant so much. Uh, when you're a fan, I, I don't know if the players fully appreciate or, or or know how much we care for them and how much it um, it means to us as human beings. I it, I know you were touching on it before, but it's it, we're like in a frenzy. We love it so much that if something happens, we 
we um, what's the word? We we're smush so it. excited, or <laughs> yeah. we're so deflated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we we live and die with our bears, and Dick Buck has just meant so much. I only got to see him on highlights. Uh, I'm 56 years old, and he was an absolute animal. You know, and I I used to giggle. I'm like, I know how he got, you know, to be the animal that he was, you know, his last name. I mean, if a kid made fun of him, he went off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's for sure. We all think about that, right? I mean, we all, yeah, right. We all think about that. And, uh, but it, they mean so much. I mean, Dick Buckus, I mean, everybody, uh, Jim McMahon, he was my guy. When I was 17, I'll never forget that year you know, what they did for the city. I, I, I had never felt the championship and, and the unbelievable feeling that it is um, that you're a part of something. And I got to meet him uh, like two weeks ago at a dispensary and I let him know that I, I, I told him how much he meant to the city and I, and how much he means to everybody. Like he's Chicago royalty, just like Dick Buckus. I mean, they're, they're, nothing stinks on them. You know what I mean? Their blank doesn't stink. They're just the best. No, it's just a, a skunkier smell is what, you're, is what I think you're picking <laughs> up right there, Frank. <laughs> I think that's what you're doing. Frank, let's talk about, let's talk about Dick Buckus because you said you got to, to watch highlights of him, right? So I think about the generation yeah. now, the younger generation now that's picking up Bears uh, as, as, as their team, and they hear about Brian Erlacher, right? They see the highlights, and then, sure. you know, then and it carries over. And what was that like when Dick Buckus was then gone? And was there like, was everybody, you know, cracking down on the linebackers where people saying, you know, you know how that is? Like you lose one guy and then it seems irreplaceable. Like what was that time frame like post Dick Buckus in the years that you were watching the Bears from that position? Well, when I started watching the Bears, my earliest memory was Bob Thomas missing a field goal when it was snowing. I believe it was against the New York Giants in overtime. <laughs> I was in fourth grade. But uh, uh, seeing Dick Buckus, I mean, I, I hope the younger players can take from that. Uh, I know I showed my 26-year-old son when he was growing up and he was playing football. I showed him all the highlights of all the greatest football players, and he was especially one of them. Most certainly. You know, he, he, he definitely um, – he definitely made you or made the Bears what they were. He was one of the biggest pieces because uh, when you came to Chicago, it wasn't going to be easy. And he created that stigma that lasted kind of forever. I mean, we're kind of failing right now, <laughs> but uh, we get those linebackers, and every time we get a linebacker, that's who he's compared to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes Buckus. It goes Singletary. It goes Erlacher. You know what I mean? But Buckus is the first one to compare anybody to. Yeah, most certainly. You know? More and, certainly, Frank. And I think that, you know, when you're talking about Dick Buckus, you're talking about a guy who last played in 1973. And to think about 50 years later, him still having the same impact, where people understand if you play this position in Chicago – this is the standard that was set, and he continued to do it. Some interesting stats. I mean, when you're looking at, I mean, obviously, listen to this. In his career, this is amazing, 27 fumble recoveries. Did you hear that? 27 fumble recoveries. And you, know fu- you know how many fumble recoveries that is? You know how lucky you got to be to land on a fumble, let alone 27 times? Pretty impressive. 11 sacks in his career. Um, but 22 interceptions. Look at that middle linebacker playing his ah, – that, that sounds sexy. 27 fumble recoveries, 22 interceptions. Sounds like my kind of middle linebacker. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Taking your phone calls, Dick Buckus. Sadly passing away at the age of 80 in his home in Malibu, California. And we are here giving you the opportunity to talk about your fondest memories of one of the greatest middle linebackers to ever put on a Chicago Bear uniform. And let's do that with our next guest. We got Mike. Mike, you said that uh, you've seen Buckus play every game, huh? I'm 76 years old, and uh, I saw every game he played. He was just people. He had a nose for the ball like nobody I've ever seen. I mean, I'm not saying he's the fastest, but somehow 
like you said, 22 interceptions. Uh, <laughs> he just had a nose. And I, and I want to tell you about the fumbles. They'd always be losing at the end of a game, of course, and they stunk. But he would be going for the fumble. And what would happen, he'd blow the hole. He'd let the back get a step ahead of him. And he would get on the on the back's back and start tugging on his shoulder. <laughs> and I guarantee you that back that back did not want to hold on to the ball. It Mike, wasn't worth his, you know, a separated shoulder. Correct, Mike. But before the peanut punch, there was the the Buckus bully where he would just steal oh, the ball. He was <laughs> just steal the ball from. People. He had a. There was a great story Doug Buffon told it when he had to show his show. He said. Uh, they were playing the Lions, and they were down by, like, three touchdowns, and there was under a minute to go, and Detroit's taking a knee. But every play, after every play, Butkus would call timeout. And Buffon said to him, what are you doing? He said, I just want one more shot. At, uh, I think it was Flannery. The, the Detroit center and him had a thing. He said, I just want one more shot at him. I mean, he was a mean man, but what a, what a phenomenal. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I've seen her. I've seen all the other ones since. He was the best. If anybody tells you different, uh, uh-uh. he was. He was the. And he, like you say, that he had terrible knees. That's what wrecked him. You know, he he was the best. And then his knees started going, and uh, and then it was over. But you know, there was there was a team with him on one side, Gale Sears on the other, and they they could barely win a game with the cheap cheap Palace. You know, but <laughs> was he? Was he, you know, he was something to watch. So I, I, one of the truly, I, I think the greatest there was. Mike, let me ask you so this: Was there ever, was there ever a situation, Mike, where you know during his tenure with the Bears, where people assumed that he might have gotten, you know, traded away because he was on a bad team, or was it a matter of there's zero chance this will happen because he's the guy who's putting butts in the seats? He, oh no, he was never going anywhere, and he was a bear. I mean. <laughs> They, you know, like Ed Obradovich is still around. I mean, these guys, yeah. they were bears and they were mean guys. And, and, and they, even when they lost, they were, they were fun to watch. I mean, like I say, they, uh, it was so good too. That was a mean game back then. You know, you, you could about half kill a guy and, and there were no <laughs> penalties. You know, I, I seriously, the, one of the best bets back in the late sixties, uh, early seventies, you bet the team, Bet against the team the Bears played the week before because their injured list was – it was a great bet. They, they ended so up feeling funny. half a team from the Bears beating them up. But uh, I just want to pass that on, and they were great. But I have to tell you this, too. I, I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you because you are you, – you have a, a very, very good show. You're not the – you are not the run-of-the-mill kiss-ass of, of all these other guys, and I really appreciate your show. That means a lot to me, Mike. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you, too. Uh, it's always good when you get a 76-year-old guy that actually understands the life of Dick Buckus and what he actually meant. Great stories. 27 fumbles, always jumping on guys' backs from behind to rip it up. The Buckus bully. I think that's what I'm going to go ahead and call it. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Uh, again, the passing of Dick Buckus at the age of 80. Chicago legend. And If you talk to Mike, he'll tell you. I don't care who else played the position. No one did it better than Dick Buckus. So we want to take your calls. Um, Got some more time here for you to uh, have that opportunity, and we want to do that for you, 312-644-6767. We will be back with your calls as we remember Chicago Bear great Dick Buckus. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I had to work at it. I thought I had to work at the game in every every phase possible. And, you know, I, that's what people say. Well, well how did you prepare? I said, well, I prepared all week watching film. You know, I wanted to know exactly what the guy that I was going against, what what his tendencies were. And, you know, you just put in a little study and, and <laughs> the main thing is, I think it could be just all wrapped up in that, you know, we don't have a zipper on our chest to open the zipper and see what kind of heart people have to play the game. So I just had a tremendous desire to play. That gave me chills. Dick Buck is talking about his passion and love for the game of football. If you unzipped my heart when I was playing football for Lane Tech High School, you would have saw <laughs> it was nowhere near the size of Dick Buck's, I'll tell you that. But here we are, passed at the age of 80. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, chatting about the legend himself, giving you an opportunity to share your memories, stories, what he meant to you how you could define his career. 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Doug from Milwaukee. And it, Doug, before I get to you, I do want to just say Bears did get an extra field goal. I saw that 10 nothing right now. Uh, Doug. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, that'll work. For yeah. now, yeah, let's just hope they can uh, hang on to that thing. Uh, Doug, right. um, you, you chose another word, not the word legend. You chose the word hero. Talk to me about that. Right. Why, why, why would you say Dick Buckus was a hero? Well, well, he was my hero at, at 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 the time when I was coming up, a little young guy. I, I was in a foster home, role model or no male figure to to get the blueprint from on how to carry myself and uh, conduct myself as a man. So I, I chose him as my blueprint on how I was going to be, you know, when I grow up and how I carried myself. Of course, I, I, I have that the passion of football that he had. And uh, by me living in a different state, it, that tells you how good or his influence was that he had on everybody. I I, I grew up in, in Wisconsin. So how did I gravitate to this guy? It was through his play and the way that he played. And it, it carried on uh, across, you know, the, the boundary of Illinois and Wisconsin. What I mean by that, when I was in high school, everybody wanted 51. Everybody wanted to wear 51. The coach would give it to the toughest player. <laughs> I love the, that. The, the, way, the way you earn it was the old school Oklahoma drill. If you play, you know what the Oklahoma yeah. drill made was. A lot so. of bas- that, that drill made a lot of basketball players. We know that. Right, right. So after practice, at the end of practice every day, it's Oklahoma's drill to see who's going to wear 51. And by the time I was a senior, I was the middle linebacker, and I wore 51. Hey. So as, as time went on, once once I left high school, I, I played uh, three years in the military, but I, I couldn't play linebacker because of my body size. So I became a strong safety but I incorporated the linebacker style in the strong safety position, and I give him all the credit in the world for that, from me studying him and emulating him. And the way that I know I was effective, every team that I was on, the receivers hated me. (laughs) So I knew that I was effective and I was doing a good job if the receivers hate you. Because they know they're going to block they you every play. You. Right, right, right. Hey, 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 uh, I was the type of guy, the coach said, Doug, why you didn't get the interception? No, I want the body. <laughs> so I, I said, knock out the receiver and myself sometime. But that, all that is from buckets. Everything, all of that is buckets. Everything is buckets, man. And uh, all the players that's out now, they're okay. But uh, Dick Buckets is the first Ray Lewis. 
Dick Buckus is the first Lawrence Taylor. Dick Buckus is, is the first any any killer players that you got. He sets the standards for that. And a big part of my childhood, big part of my life, I played football a long, long time. I played military, college, and a couple of semi-pro teams also. So he was the standard. I'm on my way home now. I just got off work. I'm going to put my jersey on. I'm going to go put my jersey on right now. And, uh, you know, just try to remember him. You know, the rest of the night, I probably watched some clips. And, uh, man, it's devastating. Uh, excuse me. No, I totally understand, Doug. Uh, I mean, you, 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 you. Hey, hey, also, if you can help me out, I've been trying to get, I, I call the NFL Network, and they don't do it no more. I want it the year that he was the defensive player of the year. I want that year on this to keep in my collection. So. If uh, you need my number or something, tell me how I could get that. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, we'll put you on hold right now, Doug. I got you, man. Uh, we'll take your information, see what we can do, uh, if we can help out in that sense. But what a memory to be growing up in a in foster homes and, like you mentioned, not having well, – first of all, what a compliment. Like if Dick, Dick Buckus could hear that, but a man without a father figure, someone to show him how to be a man, looks at a football player – and how he conducts himself on and off the field and says, I want to emulate that. That's who I choose to look up to. I wear his number. I play as hard as I can. And so, Doug, I I know you're on your way home tonight, man. Wear that jersey. Hold it tightly. Because Dick Buckus represents more than just him and his playing career. There are people that have watched him, people that have been affected by him. And this is what happens when you're a member of – this organization, the Chicago Bears, and you play the right way, the city will love you. The city will get behind you. And the city will have your jersey 50 years after you left the game and still celebrate you. And that's what we're doing right now. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, giving the opportunity to talk about the legendary Dick Buckus as he passed uh, at the age of 80 in his home in Malibu. Uh, Doug, I most certainly appreciate you for that. Yeah, well... Ha, guess where I'm at. Here, give me a picture of myself with the number. Of course, it's backwards. I understand that. I'm new at this. I don't say anything, but I just got their Twitter account password, so I'm doing this. There it is, 51. That's Dick Buckus from when he took over the Bears' Twitter page. You got to love it. You got to love it, man. And I'm loving the fact that we have the opportunity to shine some light on his life. Let's talk, go out to Daryl from Madison. Uh, Daryl, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Gabe. I was, I got first. I gotta say to Doug, it's great seeing, hearing the passion that Doug brought there. I mean, and the tears and everything. That's what we're all fe- feeling tonight. Um, it just, you felt kind. Of, I mean, as as old as Butkus was, you felt he was going to go on forever. And and the the he'd hear today that he had passed is just a shock, but. Um, my his his rookie year was the year I was born, so I didn't get to see a lot of him on TV. Most of what I've got to see was um, on NFL films, and, and I've got his uh, his biography down here, Flesh and Blood. And this the man was just toughness. He exuded toughness. The way he played the game, you know, it, it wasn't flash. It wasn't look at me. It was just get the job done. And he was the reason to watch the Bears back in those days, unfortunately. I mean, the team wasn't very good, but you tuned in when you could to watch Dick Butkus play. And he was there was always something to see. I mean, every game he brought it with everything he had. And I just, again, I don't, I, I, I read this story once. I don't know if it was in his biography or somewhere else, but all the knee surgeries he had, you know, the knee surgeries back then weren't as, as good as they were now. He had knee surgery in the off season. He had to take it easy in the off season. And he was driving to the first game of the season. And he looked down at his knee and it was draining. So he had to stop on the way to the game at the hospital to get his knee drained. And then he still went and played pretty much on one leg. Just the toughness that he exuded it was just was just amazing. 
And it's just something we'll never really see again. I mean, granted, you know, medical technology is much better today than it was back in the day, but he played tough. He, he wanted to play. He could tell he wanted to be out there and it was just a sight to see. He was a sight to see. No question about it. And I think about him too. And I, and I think, you know, when you're looking at his stats, like I mentioned earlier, 22 interceptions, 27 fumble recoveries, which is insane. Um, you know, the amount of games he played, I mean, he, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about his knee and obviously me, I'm only looking at the statistics, right? I didn't actually see that the knee deterioration happen in real time, but for his first eight seasons, he played every game, but two that's incredible to think about the, the violent nature that Dick Buck has played in and to think that he played in every game, but two during his first eight seasons. Now that to me says more about the character and and you just touched on it, Daryl. Right, he wanted to play the game. He wanted to be out there week in and week out. That must have been so cool to watch on a weekly basis. Oh yeah, and then you see again, again, you go back to the NFL films highlights where he's he's making plays while he's like out there on one and a half legs. He's running stiff legged, and he's still getting to a fumble or getting to a sack, an interception. I mean, the man just did it all, and it's just you know, like I said, I didn't get to see as much of his career as I would have liked, but I did get to see him. I did get to see him on color TV because that was just coming into play when I was a little kid, but it was, it was great to see. And he was the first bear I ever knew of when my parents had magazines and, and his picture was in it. Oh, we had to cut that out and stuff and keep it. And it's just, he was just awesome to watch. And it is a hard, is a hard day. It's a sad day, but it's just, let's just all remember the man, the the player, even and the man away from the field too. You know, it's just he was just awesome, and we were lucky to see him. Most certainly, Daryl. Thanks so much for the phone call. I appreciate it. I love hearing these stories. I love hearing how, you know, I know who affected me as a Bears fan growing up. Love watching Brian Erlacher and and Peanut Tillman. Like Daryl, I was a little chubby kid as a freshman at Lane Tech, and so I was playing middle linebacker as well. Now, mind you, there was two guys that were just way better than me. But I also played basketball at Lane Tech. So during my freshman year, I just got so skinny because I was playing sports, you know, those first, you know, months or year, I should say. And so then the next year I had to play safety just like Daryl because I got too skinny at damn basketball. Um, but that's what we want to hear from you guys. Memories like that, thinking where you get the opportunity to think back, what was your age range when you were watching or enjoying the career of Dick Buckus or what did he mean to you as you started being a Bears fan where he was the gold standard. 312-644-6767. We're going to take your calls after the break, but I do have to give you a nice little update. Bears, another touchdown. DJ Moore, like most people have said, just just throw him the ball. And that's most certainly what he did. Justin Fields, nice little throw to the back corner. DJ Moore, diving grab, two feet in. Bears up 17 to nothing right now. As we head, as they head into the second quarter, I believe. All right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. More thoughts, uh, more of your thoughts on Dick Buckus as he passes at the age of eighty. I will do that after this on six seventy. The score. I just love to play football, and you know, I knew at a very early age. I mean, you know, you see or hear kids. You know, I want to be a football player. I want to be a golfer. This or that when they're young kids, but. I mean, I was stone cold serious about it at eight years old. I knew I wanted to play football. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Bears were so the innovators of so many things, of all of these computers and game plans and all that stuff. And I'm thinking of that as we're watching them just get crutched and having guys say, like, I, we own the Bears, you know. Oh, man. Just... <laughs> I mean, really, I almost took a swing at the damn screen. Dick Buck is talking about Aaron Rodgers and 
his I own you comments. And he felt like most Chicago Bears fans did. You were disgusted solely because there was some truth to it. And that's what we know. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Talking about the life of Dick Buckus. Passed away at the age of 80 at his home in Malibu, California. And we've had some interesting phone calls. People that have been chiming in talking about number 51 and what he's meant to their life, what he's meant to the city, and what he's meant to the Chicago Bears organization. And that's what we're doing right now. Phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Love to hear uh, what you have to say about one of the greatest linebackers and some who are calling in are saying without question the greatest uh, middle linebacker to play for the Chicago Bears. And so, again, love to hear your thoughts. 312-644-6767. Here's a cut from Dick Buckus, who was on with Mully and Haw. And it's just always great to hear from him because you love hearing guys that are passionate about the team after they leave. Because then it, it, it makes you feel good having cheered for them during their career. And and here he is talking about the Bears. This is in uh, 2022. How do you feel about the direction they're headed? It was very hard to watch. I I was very upset. I mean, other than guys like Raquan Smith and everything else, I, I mean, and, you know, and I also heard from uh, an insider in the NFL that his comment to me was, he said, you know, they had that quarterback, Justin Fields, but you know what? They didn't coach him one iota from the first day of training camp to the last game. And I think that's an indication of, of the, the lack of coaching that we had uh, with the staff that they had. So hopefully this new staff will bring in some people that are teachers and will get the guys some pride to play, you know, like they want to play. I mean, it it was – it was terrible. I, I tell you, I was really disgusted watching them last year. It reminded me of the time and when Hallis retired, and I went into the office there to pick up some mail at 173 Madison, the old bear office, and I asked to see the old man. So I went in there, and I, you know, we we're talking, and I said, you know, who are you, who are you thinking about getting as a coach? And he said, well, uh, when, I, when I decide, I'll let you know. And I said, well, you know something, coach, I don't think you want to win here. And he jumped up, and I thought he was going to take a poke at me. Really, I, I, I kind of flinched backwards. He says, what did you say? And I said, I don't think you want to win here. You started this league 50 years ago. The Bears are the team of the NFL and should be. Every year we should be a, a factor. And he sat down, and I said, you know, who's in the, who, who, who's in the Super Bowl right now? And I think it was the Dolphins and the Cowboys or somebody. And I said, you know, there you go. Two expansion teams, Coach. Two expansion teams are in the Super Bowl, and we're sitting home. And then that's what he just said. Well, I'll let you know when we decide, you know, on the coach. So, <laughs> you know, you know, the Bears were so the innovators of so many things, of all of these computers and game plans and all that stuff. And I'm thinking of that as we're watching them just get crutched and having guys say, like, I, we own the Bears, you know. Oh, man. Just, I mean, really, I almost took a swing at the damn screen. Uh, you know what I mean? A great story. Dick Buck is a great storyteller, great athlete, great teammate, great person. I keep, talk, keep referencing this uh, – Article written by Fred Mitchell, someone who I've had the pleasure of doing a show with and, and, and speaking to here at 670 The Score. Just wrote a great article, and, and in it, he has some really good quotes from those that were close to Dick Buckus. Um, this one um, from George McCaskey said, Dick had a gruff manner. I mean, maybe that kept some people from approaching him. But he actually had a soft touch. His legacy of philanthropic uh, missions included ridding performance-enhancing drugs from sports and promoting heart health. His contributions to the game, he loved, will live forever, and we're grateful he was able to be at our home opener this year to celebrate one last time uh, with his many fans. Richard Marvin Buckus. Played at Illinois. Played center on offense. Played Linebacker on defense, 
a unanimous All-American in 1963 and 64, won the Chicago Tribune Silver Football as the Big Ten's most valuable player. In 1964, he was named the American Football Coaches Association Player of the Year. Think about that. Talk about greatness. Buck has finished sixth in Heisman Trophy balloting in 63 and third in 64. As a middle linebacker, last time you heard something like that in the college ranks. He was picked third overall by the Chicago Bears in 1965. And Gail Sayers was also selected in that first round by the Bears as well, making it one of the most productive drafts by one team in NFL history. Words from Fred Mitchell in the Chicago uh, Tribune in the article written. You got it. Check it out. It is well written from someone that obviously was close uh, to Dick Buckus and, and had had opportunities to mesh with him in various levels. But it's sad. I mean, I, I think I think back to you know one of the callers that, that mentions that you know Dick Buckus kind of their lives were parallel, defining what that was. And other callers saying that you know just catching the tail end of his career, but still being moved in that way. And I think me as a Chicagoan, like when I think about Dick Buckus, right, of course, you hear people say it, right, Mike Mike Singletary, Dick Buckus, Brian Erlacher. And so when I think about Dick Buckus, right, only having seen, you know, the NFL films cuts where, you know, it looks like people are missing, like it's a hockey match where people are missing teeth and people are going at each other. But ferocious, tenacious. I feel like Mike Tyson. Ferocious, tenacious. Words that you can use to describe a man who played a violent game violently. And so when we love you here in Chicago, it's because it's, how hard is it to find a player that, that, is, that mirrors the, the makeup of a city? It's very difficult to have a guy... Because think about how many people are in, like, different types of people are in a city. But we're such a hardworking 8, 9 million people in the Chicagoland area. And so we love our teams. We, we, we love our Bears. And so if there's someone on that team, someone on that team that understands what a grind is, what hard work is, what showing up every single day to get the bread, to make the check, to work towards something, you get a guy like Dick Buckus doing that. And you can be like Doug or Darnell and try to emulate someone and just try to feel good about who they are. So, again, uh, I appreciate everybody that called in. This is what we do for you, live and local, as we celebrate and talk about the life of Dick Buckus as he passes away at the age of 80. Last night, ah, this music is sad. You got me out of my. I'm not gonna talk like a deep voice now. Bears are up 17 to three. Washington Commanders put three on the board. Do not forget, right after this post game, or not after this, but after the Bears game, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, Mully, Mark Grody. They got you. And then at midnight, Chuck Swirsky. All your reactions. If you want, what'd you say, Tyler? Bears are back, baby. Bears are so back. Bears are so back. Everyone's going to be calling in tonight, unless they drop the ball in the second half. Let's hope that doesn't happen. All right, guys, I am out of here. I will be on your radios tomorrow, 6 to 9 p.m. Myself, Clay Harbor, will have the opportunity to to be talking about the Bears as well. But for those of you who had a special relationship with Dick Buckus, whether that was a personal one or one from afar, My condolences. May you have a calm evening while you're watching your highlights. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. There are no victories in a bout with Butkus. Butkus is synonymous with football. It's synonymous with hitting, contact, aggressiveness. He's the best who ever played the position. Butkus is the greatest football player I ever saw. I'm convinced he's the greatest football player that ever lived. 
Pig was, was an animal. I called him a maniac, a stone maniac. He's basically a pain in the ass. He's got a personality like a fried lobster. But just dominated the game the way no other player ever has. And he was a well-conditioned animal, and every time he hit you, he tried to put you in the cemetery, not the hospital. I want to just let them know that they've been hit. And when they get up, they don't have to look to see who was uh, that hit them. Predict a 100-yard dash should take them three days. But I want to tell you something from that middle linebacker. 20 yards this way, 20 yards that way, 20 yards that way. I mean, nobody. Nobody was quicker than he was. He dominated officials. I was working, and Butkus came up to me, and he started to wave his finger at me. And I sort of smiled at him and said, Butkus, I said, don't wave your finger at me. I said, I'll bite your head off. He looked at me and said, well, if you bite my head off, you'll have more brains in your stomach than you will have in your head. This proud franchise has had its share of... Hall of Famers. I stand before you with deep humility and pride. I'm proud of Chicago, and I'm proud to tell you that when I played for you, I gave it the best I could. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. When he tried to burn my door down, which he still denies. I think he also put the raccoon in my room. He denies it today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 